Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Duke's Dive. Before I start, I wanted to go ahead and say, send my well wishes to Marcus Crane, who had successful neurosurgery um, a little bit ago. He's still in recovery. Um, there's a GoFundMe set up for him. You know, he had uh, emergency neurosurgery out of basically nowhere, and uh, you know, something like that leaves you with a hell of a bill, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, the community has already raised a lot of money for him. And, um, like I said, definitely deserving young man. One of the up-and-coming best right now in the deathmatch wrestling scene. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and link his GoFundMe in the description here. Um, and as well as the description of any video I put this in, I'll put the GoFundMe. But... If you have some money to donate, you know, go ahead and hit up the GoFundMe and help out a young up-and-coming wrestler and help, the, help that young man out. Um, anyways, this week, I try to be a little bit more enthusiastic as we, well, as I go into the next episode here because of some great advice that I was given to by a tag team that I just gave my tag team of the year 2019 to, Born to Russell. It was some great advice by some great listeners, and I think that January 26th will bring us some promotional butting of the heads between Smart Mark Alley and Born to Russell. So keep your eye on the prize. And let's jump into the Duke's Dive. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Duke's Dive. We're back from vacation. It's Christmas is over, the New Year's is over, birthday is over, <clears throat> and uh, you know it's time to get into some wrestling. We got nothing going on here the next couple of weeks, but January 25th we'll be back in Sarah, Pennsylvania. No, 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 not Sarah, Pennsylvania. Um, another one in East Stroudsburg for NTS and Northern Tier Wrestling. That'll be uh, New Beginnings, that'll be in East Stroudsburg, but at the same time we're also going to be in Clearfield, Pennsylvania for uh, Asylum Pro. That's the, yeah, the 25th, indeed. The 25th will be there for Caged Asylum. Uh, that's going to be a big one. It's going to be a good one up there. Three cage matches. All the last three matches of the event will be taking place in a steel cage. That's Crazy Shay's promotion up there. Um, next week, here we might get together and do another podcast with Smart Mark Alley. And uh, we'll probably talk to you a little bit more about those events in detail um, and if you haven't watched last week we got together and pretty much recapped our individual 2019s for the year and uh, you know, just covered uh, basically our top things that have happened over the past year we haven't gotten together in a while so it was a cool time to get together so watch that if you can 
up on YouTube on Smart Monk Alley. I'll leave the link below. And, um, yeah, let's get into the heart of the matter. This week, I'm going to start off with AEW for the uh, the 8th of January, 2020 here. We started out with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus Private Party. Mark, I'm not sure if I got this last name, Oliva, the double moonsault, the, with the double mohawk, and then Isaiah Cassidy. Um, it was cool to see those guys on TV. That's pretty awesome. The two came up with some awesome moves, move variations together. Um, Omega and Page did win, but the match played up some incidental crossfire between Page and Omega. So we'll probably be seeing that down the line if they decide to continue as a tag team or whatever they're doing. Maybe when they, if they decide to do as a tag team, we're going to see even more of that playing on the incidental crossfire between them two and it'll come down to a match between Omega and Page. I think that'd be awesome. I'd love to see that. Um, after the match though we seen the bastard Pac backstage with the brutalizer locked in on uh, Michael Nakazawa and he was demanding his one-on-one -on -one rubber match with Kenny Omega. And then Kenny rushed backstage, and then it went to a commercial break. When we came back, it was the AEW's Women's Championship match, Chris Statlander versus Rio. This was a really good one. Uh, Brandi Rhodes was on commentary. She says Chris Statlander is not an alien. Says Britt Baker looks too dense to be a doctor. Um, Brandi on commentary was awesome. I like to hear her on commentary. She definitely understands how to do that one. And, uh, she's one of those workers that if you put them on the commentary, they do a really good job. Like, like your, uh, Kevin Owens or CM Punk. They do a pretty good job on commentary. I thought she was pretty funny. Um, the Nightmare Collective did interfere in the match. And, um, it was also the debut of Luther, the Japanese deathmatch legend, um, <clears throat> with the Nightmare Collective as they helped Rio get the win, but she was not happy about that as she attacked the Nightmare Collective after that, um, after that happened, after Awesome Kong helped Rio win, um, but, uh, Kara Shields came out and helped, um, Rio and Chris Statlander against Awesome Kong and, uh, Brandy Rhodes there. We move on to the next match, which was Christopher Daniels versus Sammy Guevara. This was another really good one, a very quick pace match out of Sammy, but Christopher Daniels did keep up, um, was a little bit shorter than I wanted it to be. Then, uh, 
was really getting into it, and then Pentagon Jr. Interrupt, interrupted from the ramp and taunted um, Daniels. Sammy picked up the win then. Then the Dark Order came out to try to recruit Daniels. Daniels rejected. The Order attacked. SCU and the Young Bucks came out, and the Dark Order and the SCU brawled. I'm liking what they're doing with SCU and uh, the Dark Order here. Maybe eventually uh, Christopher Daniels will turn over to the Dark Order. And it'll just be um, Scorpio Sky and... Oh, I forget the other guy. I'm not very, very, very versed with the uh, SCU, and I'm not very, 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 very versed like some of you guys are with AEW, so forgive me. Scorpio Sky and um, Christopher Daniels, Scorpio Sky, and I don't know, I'm sorry somebody will call me an idiot in the comment section or something. If anybody watched this, that would be a very easy one to name the third man of SCU. But I just can't do it without closing out of the app right now. And I want to try to move things swiftly along here. As we move into the next match, which was the Lucha Brothers versus the Rhodes Brothers. The Rhodes, um, the Brotherhood, if you will, with Arn Anderson. Uh, these guys battled back and forth, and then, uh, Ray Phoenix tried to cheat. Arn Anderson ripped a tear, or kind of knocked a tear out of his hand. Um, Dustin Rhodes hit a Canadian Destroyer in this match. Dustin did pin Ray with the final reckoning. Um, Dustin did come out with some new music. I really, I, I, I enjoyed his music this week. Um, I thought, I thought, as the young kids say, I, I, I thought it slapped. Nah, uh, that, yeah, that, that seems worthy. No. It was good music. I liked it. I enjoyed. I enjoyed his entrance music. Um, there's not really much more to say. Arn, Arn Anderson gets in the ring and he addresses and the the uh, challenge laid by Maxwell Jacob Friedman and he says that um, him and Cody will think about that match. Then we move on and uh, Lainey Poffa was on the screen. Uh, you know talking about the legends of Memphis wrestling, so, you know, it's always awesome to see Manny Poffo on the screen, and when I see Manny Poffo on the screen, I, I take note, you know, can you blame me, the man's a legend, brother of, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage, Manny Poffo, then we had an MJF segment, he came out there running at the gams. I, I don't really know what he was saying. I didn't really pay attention. But DDP come out and he was going to answer the question that a lot of people were asking. That was if he was going to be coming back. Then MJF interrupts him, interrupts him and says that DDP couldn't beat him on his best day. Blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Then the Butcher and the Blade come out. DDP gets attacked. Then we had a, another commercial break right in the middle of the action I think no no I don't know yeah no it wasn't that way I'm sorry I do apologize um no wait yeah after they came out there was a commercial save them and then during the commercial and in, in picture to picture the Rhodes brothers came out to make the save 
maybe I'm wrong there, I don't know, but it was definitely close to it, they came out and then it went picture in picture, but um, the next thing up here was the Jurassic Express versus the Best Friends in Orange Cassidy, this, this one was my match of the show, it was awesome, the crowd loved Marco, this was his hometown show, uh, the crowd ate him up, um, I'm really getting behind Luchasaurus. <clears throat> I really like him. He's pretty, he's pretty awesome. Um, Luchasaurus and Cassidy. The exchange between them two in this match was awesome. Really neat. And then um, we see Jungle Boy beat Chuck Taylor with a reverse Rana. It kind of like ended real swiftly, but the match was evenly paced. Everybody had enough time to shine, I think, and. Yeah, I just love to see, you know, Chuck Taylor and, uh, you know, Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, Trent Beretta get TV time and then they're going up a, a team that is it as that. They are going up against a team that is as innovative as Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Marco Stunt. I think that's a. Pretty innovative little team there. It's pretty awesome. You know. So. Jurassic Express is one of my teams to watch out for in 2020. I not have may not have been as versed as some people in the AEW community are with them. But I hope to change that in 2020. Especially with stuff like this. It'll be pretty easy to keep up with them guys. Um, the next thing we move on to is. John Moxley addressing the inner circle. He comes on out to announce if he's going to be joining the inner circle or not. Um, it was a commercial break type of situation where it was picture in picture, but Sammy Guevara played that picture in picture perfectly with um, <clears throat> postcards and he plugged the social media and everything. I thought that was pretty cool. That's a really neat way to use <coughs> your time on television, whether you're on a main picture or picture in picture, and you know, that's something we're going to have to be looking at in 2020 as well, is television time as opposed to picture in picture television time and stuff like that, you know, I think brands like, what was it, Smackdown was trying to get rid of or do away with picture in picture, and then some people really rely heavily on that picture in picture, especially on NXT, it seemed, and that Excuse me, the Wednesday Wars NXT and AEW seem to rely heavily on the picture-in-picture picture stuff. So, I, like I said, I think that's going to be a major talking point in 2020. If you're asking me, is in-ring time versus in-ring picture-in-picture picture time and how to use that, you know, properly. How to utilize your time on TV properly, whether that be in the ring, on the main picture or picture in picture and they're going to be talking about this being a focal point of how to properly use your picture in picture time that, that's just, just me Moxley says uh, Jericho offered him the wrong things he does not want money but he will join the inner circle because he wants to dominate AEW and he goes on this long rant and then immediately says 
I'm just kidding. I would never join their inner circle. They have nothing to offer me besides the belt. And then he attacks Jericho. Hits him with the, um... I forget what they're calling that. Not the Dirty Deeds yet, is it? I don't know. Like I said, so I'm sure somebody who's more... Pays attention to me. I, I have watched the latest... Um, being the Elite. I'm caught up with being the Elite with... As far as back as when I started AEW, I have now also caught up with being the elite, so that's something. I have now caught up with that, and I've now caught up with the uh, room service with wrestlers, so like I said, uh, pretty good stuff out of AEW this week. Um, NXT has a lot to compete with this week, and... If you stay here to the end of the show, well, you'll find out if I believe it, whether or not they topped AEW or not. So, join me here in a few seconds, and I'm going to discuss NXT. Thank you. Alright ladies and gentlemen, we're back with the NXT wrap-up here. Um, and well, let's go jump right into it. We opened up with Rhea Ripley addressing the NXT Universe after becoming NXT Champion. This was her first time addressing the NXT Universe as Champion. She is interrupted by Tony Storm who tells her she has beaten her multiple times and will become the double champ at Worlds Collide. Kaylee Ray comes out. Then Io Shirai comes out and challenges Rhea. You know, after Kaylee Ray challenges her. Um, no, 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 excuse me. Holy moly, let me first back up here. Kaylee Ray comes out and then challenges Tony Storm for her NXT championship, UK championship, and says that she wouldn't get past her. And then. sure how I'm doing this right. Yeah, and then Kaylee Ray comes out and then challenges Tony Storm. And then Io Shirai comes out and challenges Rhea. And then Bianca Belair comes out and challenges Rhea. And then Candice LeRae comes out and basically all these women brawl. Then William Regal makes a six-woman tag match. So you have Kaylee Ray, Bianca Belair, and Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, and Candice LeRae. It was a good match and everyone got enough ring time. Um, Shirai actually attacks Belair and then Rhea Ripley hits Belair with a riptide for the win on that one. And we move into the next match here. We'll keep it moving because I, yeah, you know, I want to keep it timely. Um, we move on to the next match, which is a 2020 Tag Team Classic Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic match of 2020. It is the Forgotten Sons, which is Steve Cutler, Musley Blake versus Imperium, Fidian Aikner, and Marcel Barthel. Barthel? 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 Bartel? Yeah. Words. Aikner had a broken nose. He had a uh, one of those 
broken nose mask gimmicks on. Um, Super Smash Mouth style match between these guys. Um, very cool match. I like the Forgotten Sons. And, you know, I'm still learning a lot about Imperium, but... Imperium did get the upper hand on this one as they won the first round of the Dusty Rhodes Classic for 2020. We move on to Austin Theory versus Joaquin... I have it written down here as Phoenix. I don't know if that was meant to be a joke on my end. I thought it was... I don't know what was going on there. This Joaquin Wild, which is actually DJ Zima. You know, these guys put on a great match, but this was just a, a little way too short for my opinion. And the minute everything started getting good, it just ends. But that's my only thing. The match was great. I like to see DJ Z. Um, that's pretty awesome. Theory wins with a TKO. And um, I definitely hope to see more of Joaquin Wild, Joaquin Phoenix. We move on to the next match, which was another, which was the second round for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. This was my match of the show. It was Undisputed Era versus Gallus. Gallus is a faction in the United Kingdom, which involves Wolfgang, Mark Coffey, and the other coffee guy, uh, John Coffey. Because um, I do my research here. Half-assed. But I do some research. But like I said, Gallus is a stable in NXT. It consists of three people. Um, this was a very classic tag team match all the way up until the end. When they did some Topecon Heroes. But other than that, the match was a pretty straightforward, old-school style, super, you know, tag team match, old-school style tag team match in my book, um, Undisputed Era, of course, pulled out a cheat to win, and Roderick Strong interfered and cost Gallus the win, Gallus, of course, like I said, a staple in NXT, they are also the NXT UK Tag Team Champion, so this was a Tag Team versus Tag Team Champion versus Tag Team Champion match. And your NXT US Tag Team Champions won in this round over your NXT UK Champion. So, we move on in the Dusty Rhodes Classic. I think it will be then the Undisputed Era taking on Imperium. That would be really good. That would be super good. Um, next up here, though, we have Johnny Gargano coming out and cutting a promo on Finn Balor, challenging him. Saying about how he, uh, Finn Balor cost him a couple months and a NXT takeover, and he never misses NXT takeover. Um, Finn Balor comes out and says, That was a good promo. Maybe we should call you Johnny Promo because 
That's all the doctors will clear you to do is cut a promo. <clears throat> Johnny Gargano says he could have left NXT and came back. That was the difference between Finn Balor and him. Finn Balor abandoned the NXT universe while he picked the NXT universe up when Finn left and um, took it to new heights without him. But Balor says that he will give him a match at TakeOver Portland if Regal allows it. So, NXT Portland is looking like our next NXT event. And then we will head into NXT Worlds Collide. Um, This Sunday, of course, is NXT TakeOver Blackpool as well as Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill. Next up, we had a little bit of a squash match, an enhancement match between Caden Carter and Maya Yim. I feel like Maya Yim will probably be the next one to challenge Ripley after she beats whoever she does in her next defense. Um, I think once I get to the end here, we'll see a feud here between these two people, and then Maya Yim will probably move on to take out, take on Rhea Ripley. I feel, that's what, how I feel anyway. Um, Carter did get in a nice bit of offense, but Mia won the match with a protect your neck out of nowhere. Uh, after the match, Chelsea Green debuts and attacks Maya Yim. Robbie E, aka Robert Stone, debuts as Robert Stone Brand, and his first client is Chelsea Green. Like I said, I think we'll end up seeing a nice little feud out of Maya Yim and Chelsea Green here, and then Maya Yim will probably move on to face Ray Ripley. But I hope the next client that is in the Robert Stone brand is Deanna Perrazzo, because going off of how close Chelsea and Deanna are, or at least on social media, would make sense to keep them together and... I think that'd be awesome to have them under the Robert Stone brand. Next up, we have our main event of the evening, which was the NXT North American title number one contender match. We had Damian Priest versus Dominic Dijakovic versus Cameron Grimes versus Steve Lee. This was a chaotic style fatal four-way. Um, a little bit too chaotic for my taste, which is why I gave my nod of the night to... Um, the tag team match because you don't really get to see too 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 much out of one particular person or even two particular people when you got a multi-man match. I do I do like multi-man matches, but I don't know. Over the past couple of years, I've grown away from them. Um, seen a couple of bad ones, not particularly terrible, but. I don't know, it just it seems like a way to get everybody in there. And everybody did get their stuff in, but, you know, you kind of... Those are the kind of matches that are made to, you know, oh, I want to see more out of these two guys, or I want to see more out of, you know, him and him. And I, I think that these are great ways to set those feuds up, like Priest and Dunn, or... Um, Grimes and 
Lee or Leon Dudkovic. You know, just different things like that. Um, Keith Lee used Damian Priest as a weapon in this match. All the guys meshed really, really well. There was an amazing collision course reversal out of the pounce by Cameron Grimes when Keith Lee went to pounce him. I thought that was really cool. Uh, Lee wins with a huge, huge spirit bomb to Grimes, and then he is now your number one contender for the North American title. So I'm thinking that that will be taking place at NXT TakeOver Portland, which I'm pretty sure we right now have three matches announced for so far. Basically what you have is Valor versus Johnny Gargano. You have the North American number one title match, which is Damian Priest versus Dominic Dijakovic. I mean, excuse me, holy moly. Um, Roderick Strong versus Keith Lee. And I think we're also going to see um, Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa. So basically, that's my report on NXT. Um, on this one, I, I give the nod to AEW this week. I think they had the better show. Um, my match of the week, I give to the uh, Jurassic Express versus Best Friends in Orange Cassidy. And if you haven't seen Tony Deppin versus Casanova Valentine No Ring Deathmatch, Go on YouTube, look up Casanova Valentine's YouTube channel, it's right on his YouTube channel. Or look up Tony Deppin versus Casanova Valentine, no ring deathmatch. I'm going to put the link in the dinky dinky doodle below here. Uh, it's definitely worth watching. Uh, within the first minute, Tony Deppin had me roaring, cracking up, waiting for that one hour stand-up special, comedy special where... Tony Deppin just roasts wrestling fans. That'd be awesome. So, like I said, check out that YouTube video. Um, hopefully next week here, Smart Mark Alley will get together again and do another episode of Who Booked This Crap. Um, we will also have another episode from me, as another episode of Duke's Dive will be available next week and um, I'll have some notes. I don't know whether I'll have those for the next episode of Smart Mark Alley Who Booked This Crap or The Duke's Dive for next week, but I will have notes on Hard to Kill and possibly some NXT TakeOver UK Port, um, TakeOver Blackpool notes, because I don't know anything about NXT UK other than what I've been seeing over the past couple of weeks and stuff from NXT US so basically thank you ladies and gentlemen for keeping up with the Duke's Dive this week and tune in next week thank you and good night